everyone, and Merry Christmas in July. Welcome back to The Dub for another episode of the Walk This Way podcast. I'm Corbin, your host, and I'm here today to talk about one of the first ever Disney Plus original films. Whether you love the Muppets or constantly have the Aladdin soundtrack on repeat, this podcast is for you. So, grab a chair, grab a coffee, and grab a movie, because today, I'll be celebrating Christmas in July by chatting with the composers of Noel. Noel is a charming Christmas film about Santa's daughter, Noel, who is faced with the difficult task of taking over the family business. Noel was one of the few original films available during the debut of Disney Plus, and I remember watching it within the first week of the Disney Plus launch. So, when Christmas in July rolled around this year, I knew that I wanted to relive my favorite moments from Noel, and it was the perfect way for me to get into the festive mood. In this episode, I sit down to chat with the songwriters and composers of Noel, Cody Fitzgerald and Clyde Lawrence, to discuss how the awesome music of Noel came to be. And before I start, let me give a big thank you to these two composers for sharing their input. It's always fun to learn more about a great Disney film. Without further ado, here's my full interview with Cody Fitzgerald and Clyde Lawrence. Hi, I'm Corbin. We haven't really met face to face, but usually we on the podcast we do some sort of like quick introduction. Um, and so, if you want to just kind of both tell us a little bit about yourselves and then maybe your favorite Disney movie, that'd be great. Um, sure. Uh, I'm Cody Fitzgerald. I'm a, a songwriter and composer. I uh, have a band called Stolen Jars, and uh, live in Brooklyn. My favorite Disney movie, probably uh, I'll go with Pixar. I'll, I'll hit up Wally right oh, there. Oh, yeah. You know? That's a classic. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. My name is Clyde Lawrence. Um, I am one of the co-founders, band leaders uh, of a band called Lawrence. And um, my favorite Disney-affiliated movie is probably got to be Finding Nemo, staying in the in the Pixar realm. That that, And I think that Pixar in general – is not only some of my favorite movies, but some of my favorite like music in movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks guys so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to speak to you guys. So I want to be respectful of your time. So we can just jump right into the questions if that's good. So yeah, totally. the first question we have is what was your first experience working with the Walt Disney company? Um, well, Clyde and I uh, kind of got involved in this movie uh, in a relatively unorthodox way. Maybe, Clyde, you can talk about it since it's uh, yeah, more I mean, your family. Long story short, <laughs> my dad uh, directed the movie. Um, this was a movie idea that he had had for a while, and he was really excited to do it at Disney. And, you know, I had done music for a number of Cody had also done music with me for one of his movies. And when he floated the idea for us to uh, do the music for Noel. I think that the people at Disney were open to it, but it was definitely a very, very different ball game of, you know, the level of experience and um, just the sort of, you know, as with many things in Disney, they really have an inner circle of people that they trust. And if you're outside of that circle, I think it can be hard to break into it. So there's no question that like my dad wanting us to do the movie was a, um giant open door but there was still kind of a big closed door behind that open door i would say that um you know it took a lot of work from us 
in terms of making pieces on spec and songs and just almost like straight up auditioning for the job in a very multifaceted way. Yeah, we ended up going to the to Disney headquarters and uh, just basically sitting in a boardroom and uh, live scoring a presentation that his dad did where I was, I was playing guitar, Clyde was playing piano and we were singing with his sister Gracie to a boardroom full of people in suits uh, who, were, who were thinking about, you know, what the movie would be. Yeah, so it was, kind of an, it was kind of an interesting process. Disney was like super, super nice and supportive to us. And particularly like Mitchell Lieb and Kaylin Frank at, in the Marvin and Disney were like supportive of us, which meant the world to us. Understand that like, you know, we, were, we are the youngest posers of a Disney movie. You know, it's a big commitment for them to make to have us do this, especially since the movie was going to be such a relevant part of the launch of Disney+. Plus. So, you know, we respected the process and we ended up making a ton of music before we even got the job. And if we hadn't gotten the job, that would have been, you know, a bummer. But when we yeah. did finally get the job, it was nice because we had a bit of a head start. We had already made a bunch of music that the people at Disney liked. We'd already made a bunch of music that my dad had liked. So we, even though it was a long process after that, I would say that... Um, we had a pretty good footing in what we were doing. Yeah, that's an awesome story, just kind of how things work together sometimes. Um, that's really cool. And like you said, you guys are some of the youngest composers in Disney history, so that's really awesome. I know we talked earlier about like Pixar music and stuff, so did you guys draw from any other scores that you liked when making Noel, and how did you try to make it your own using your own musical backgrounds? I think that there's definitely a long tradition of great Disney music and great Christmas music, we were kind of trying to do three things at the same time. We were trying to make something that felt Disney. We were trying to make something that felt Christmas. And then we were trying to make something that felt our own and not too down the middle of either of those things. Um, so I think yeah. for the Disney references, there's a lot of Randy Newman is like one of my favorite, you know, musicians, songwriters, composers across the board. Obviously he's done a lot of great Pixar stuff. And then there's old, there's older, you know, classic Disney music, stretching back to, you know, when you wish upon a star, that's just like so fantastic. Um, so there's a really rich tradition there to pull from. And then Christmas wise, there's so much different stuff you can pull from and those things can kind of fit together naturally. But then definitely, I mean, Cody can maybe speak to some of the elements that I think that like my, my personal music style although not exactly Disney Christmas, maybe lends itself more obviously to Disney Christmas. And I think that like Cody's personal music style, it does really fit with it, but maybe in not as obvious of a way to someone that doesn't really understand the emotion behind it. Yeah, I think like what me and Clyde don't share in our musical genres, we do share in a sense of warmth and warmth is, and nostalgia are really a big centerpiece of our music and also of Disney and Christmas music. So I think that was the, you know, kind of nexus of where we could kind of intersect those those different ideas. And at the same time, we had been building our own project together called Hilo Jack, which was like a side project with our friend Delapo, who's a rapper. And we built this whole EP, which was like this warm kind of hip hop, nostalgic EP, kind of with veins of Chance the Rapper and things like that. And we felt like bringing those sounds into this kind of Disney Christmas world, the sounds of like vocoders or like 
kind of layered auto-tuned harmonies and uh, yeah. you know electronic drums, those things kind of fit into that world and helped us to make the score into something that was much more... In a lot of ways, I think like we couldn't have taken the music credit on this movie as Hilo Jack. Obviously, absent of Jalapo's great raps that he put, that he put on the Hilo Jack EP, but first of all, Jalapo is rapping. Um, Dap is rapping on one of the original songs, Be Nice. And also, like, yeah. several of the Hilo Jack tracks are instrumental in the first place or non, non-rap in the first place. So I think, like, sonically, our work on Noel definitely feels like an extension of our work as Hilo Jack. And I definitely recommend that anybody that enjoyed the music in Noel check out the Hilo Jack EP and, and vice versa. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think that's one of the great things about picking up the Noel soundtrack again. It's just kind of the first half is, like, these great, Christmas bops and then you have the instrumental part at the end which is still it's distinctly it's distinctly unique I think I can pull it up anytime and I'll recognize that hey this is definitely Noel um, but just to kind of have those songs that we all know and love at the beginning is that's a really cool touch um, for a movie album so that's really awesome and one of those songs is obviously eventually which is kind of the main lyrical theme of the movie so um, what was your process in writing such a memorable song well yeah it was kind of interesting because I think that if you're trying to write an original Christmas song, it's like, what do you write it about? Most original Christmas songs are about, you know, sleigh bells or snow falling or the winter time is coming or all I want for Christmas is you. And I think just like in whatever small way we could divert, have it be more about the underpinning of not only what Christmas is about, but, um, what Noel is about, you know, like my dad always said about Noel, and I think that this is a great way to look at it, that like at its core, it's not a movie about Christmas. It's about, it's a movie about somebody taking over a family business. And that family business happens to be, you know, the Santa Claus throne hood or whatever. Um, So (laughs) I think that that is the, that's the character's journey. That's fundamentally the character's journey. She's not concerned about, whether she has what it takes to be Santa as much as she's concerned about whether she has what it takes to like live up to this like family kind of tradition of being Santa. So I think that eventually is lyrically about that, the feeling of constantly feeling that you are either being told by society or by individuals or by yourself that your moment will come, but it's not here yet. It's not here yet. And, um, not really being sure what your purpose is or what your identity is, and then kind of ultimately finding that moment. And that, that's sort of what the movie's about, so that's sort of what the song's about. And of course, the original version of the lyrics that I wrote were way less Christmassy. They, were, they almost had no references to Christmas at all. And, and then I think we kind of went back and added some things that felt more explicitly Christmassy into some of the lyrical references, but it's still... I think we were we were still adding them uh, when we were at that presentation. Yeah, exactly. Like in the original version that we played to Disney, I actually think I remember we were like huddled around even like very shortly before the presentation, like seeing if we could sneak a couple more Christmassy lines into the lyrics eventually because we realized they would probably be thrown by hearing what we were calling a, a theme song for a Christmas movie that had almost no references to Christmas itself. 
And that was kind of a cool learning experience of realizing that like you can still stay true to the goals of a song of making a song that's really about character and about identity and not about Christmas and that you're not sacrificing that by still give viewers what they want and things that really make it feel still like a uniquely Christmassy song. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that I really love about Noel is that I guess at its heart it is a Christmas movie, um, but it still is a very like personal movie. It's not just kind of stuck in Christmas fantasy land. It's it's really um, about kind of her struggle to kind of fill the shoes of her family, and that's I think eventually really um, propels that idea and allows you to kind of see where she's coming from and to feel um, the feelings that she has as she's kind of forced into this position that she's really unsure about. Totally. Totally. So specifically, I know we talked about this a little bit a few minutes ago, um, but Mr. Fitzgerald, um, Stolen Jars is kind of a completely separate genre from movie music or even um, of Lawrence. How did you use your music from Stolen Jars and, and kind of weave that into the Noel score? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Stolen Jars, you know, as indie rock, whatever that means, might be a pretty distinct genre category from like film scoring or something like that. But I think what I've always done when building Stolen Jar songs is uh, layer an absurd amount of recordings, guitars or whatever, on top of each other and build really dense and interesting arrangements. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what orchestral music and what the score of Noel is about is building these really dense and interesting arrangements. And that's something that Clyde does in his music as well. But I think that, you know, I, I, I think of stolen jars music partially as like guitar orchestras often or like whatever it is just because uh that's always the way i build things up and uh built out arrangements so i think that and the warmth that i talked about before are really ways that you know stolen jars music is really related to the music we made for this movie. i think that cody's music actually the first time that i even heard it when we were first becoming friends immediately struck me as like deeply cinematic even if it's not um sonically the same as traditional movie score and then i do think that over the last like 10 to 20 years increasing use of like you know guitar instruments and digital instruments and soundscapes in film scores becoming increasingly common maybe not quite as much in like classic disney movies and that's something we were excited to try to bring to it and i think that as Cody said, with it being kind of a guitar orchestra, it was just a matter of like almost every sound that you hear in Noel is played almost both by an orchestra element and some kind of a cool digital element together. So you get this sound of this weird electronic orchestra kind of an energy, which is ultimately to me very much what Disney's all about. Like, you know, if you ever go to Disneyland at night, it feels it doesn't feel old and classy. It feels like this weird mix of classy and nostalgic with like modern and electronic and like kind of yeah edgy in that sort of way, or maybe not edgy, but just kind of electric. Definitely. I think also talking about like film, you know, other film scores that we're drawing on that aren't really in the Disney canon. Like I always think about Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind as one of my favorite film scores. Yeah. And the way that that, the, you know, the main theme of that, uh, of that score is kind of like a piano theme that's really, really beautiful and warm and feels very natural. But at the same time, there's all these like little reversed organic sounds that make it feel like the movie feels, which is this, you know, yeah, definitely. Crazy, you know, delving into someone's mind. And I think we tried to bring a lot of that 
I think you can even, like I said before, you can definitely tell um, Noel from other Christmas movies or other Disney movies. It just has its own um, sound to it. And I think kind of the combining of the two styles that the two of you brought to it um, was really awesome. Thanks. Mr. Lawrence, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, um, that Noel was like this family affair. So um, what was it like to work with um, your dad and your sister on this project? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was actually like very normal for me because that's kind of what, what I'm always doing. Uh, you know, Gracie and I are always working together. In some ways, it felt weird to not be working as closely with Gracie on this as I am with everything else in my life, even though she was involved in making all of the all of the songs for it and singing on it and she was acting in the movie um i'm so used to having every single aspect of my creative life kind of run through gracie or at least most of it that it almost felt weird at times to be so focused on a project that she was only sort of involved with the music in a tangential way um I'm your other sister. Right, so. Cody, Cody was really my, my surrogate sister <laughs> for the period of time. But um, I, I love working with my family. It doesn't work for everybody, but um, it works. It works for me. And um, you know, my dad and I have always talked so much about storytelling and shared love of certain styles of music or movies or anything. And um, you know, I think that it came it came very naturally to us. I think what's what's maybe even you know more cool is or interesting is like maybe from Cody's perspective him having to come in and basically work as a, almost a member of like a family unit that has worked so closely together for so long well I think I definitely you know got I, I feel like you know the Lawrence family is my second family in a lot of ways like I Clyde and I have worked on a bunch of projects together we've worked on a bunch of music together we went to school together and through all of that, working with him and his dad so often, and Gracie often too with Hilo Jack stuff and everything, the amount of time I have spent in, you know, in the Lawrence household working from like, you know, whenever I get there at 10 or 11 a.m. till 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning on something and all having, his, you know, his entire family be up and around the house and be hanging out with us and, and uh, us showing them the music as we're working on it. I definitely, you know, have come to think of them as a second family and I'm very happy to be uh, a part of, of that family as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's welcome to be. Cody is definitely an honorary <laughs> member of the Lawrence fam. <laughs> and even with like this podcast or other projects I've done, there's just always a great connection between family. And you can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and kind of be real with one another. And I think that's really great kind of atmosphere together. On, on that note, actually, I think that I, you know, if Clyde and I thought something was like, you know, we had a thought about a story idea in, a, in the movie. Clyde is very quick to be very forward with his head about whatever, whatever he thinks is wrong with the movie. And I'm, you know, as like not the full family member, just kind of being like, eh, I'm not sure about it, but, you know, maybe it's, uh, it's all right. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, awesome. a, there's definitely a transparency that I think I feel comfortable having with my dad and vice versa. You know, it's not really the composer's place to start giving notes on the movie, um, which we would never really do in other projects, but it's very much my place as my dad's son. He was, he's always asking my notes, you know, along with the rest of my family, even the people yeah. that are working on the movie. So it's kind of a funny line to walk where it's like, he sends us a scene to do the score for and like, you know, 
he wants to hear what we what music we want to make but he also wants to hear what i and therefore cody as well think of the scene so it's kind of a very intensive process to to do yeah Absolutely. So I guess this is kind of, this may have changed in the past six months or whatever, but what would you say is the typical like day in the life of a film composer? What does that look like for you guys? Well, I think it depends, uh, you know, if you're on a, on a project. I mean, like when it was working on this movie, a typical day in a working life would be, you know, me and Clyde getting together. I'd, if it was like a long day, getting together at 10 or 11 and, and just kind of uh, writing pieces for scenes, getting his dad into the room, showing him each new piece of music we we had written and, uh, and doing that for, you know, 10 or 11 hours of time. Um, but then once it gets to, or, you know, if it's like during the orchestral recording process going, which is like only five days of it, but which is the most fun <laughs> five days, going in and, uh, you know, having a full orchestra play all of your music for the first time, which is amazing. But, you know, now it's kind of like we, you know, there's not really anything being filmed right now. But before this, you know, Clyde and I also have our own bands. So we work on our band stuff at the same time, writing new music for that, and then are looking for new projects. And then we'll write some, you know, pieces for whatever shorts we're doing. And then whenever there's a feature involved, that's more of like a month out of our, or, or whatever number of months out of our lives that we're actually working on. And there's all kinds of different versions of it. But I think that like one thing that's really interesting about Noel and all movies of that size of which Noel is still the only one we've done where so much of the job and so much of our daily life is just revolves around staying organized. You know, I, I'm working on a few other projects right now that are animated. So, or like a, an animated project and this other thing and like, they're all very easy things to do while this whole quarantine is happening, but it's all like single one-off pieces at a time. So it's like, they tell you, here's a piece we need you to make. Here's a song we need you to write. That's a very different experience than on Noel, where it's kind of like we were working on a hundred pieces and we were in charge of version control of making sure that like each one was up to date, that we were on the right page with the right, whatever we had other people on the team that were working on that too. But so much of the job was like us just like looking at this large long-term project and trying to hack away at it in a really like methodical and strategic way. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. So we kind of hinted at this just a few minutes ago, but do the, either of you have any like future composition projects or albums or anything that you want to kind of talk about for a second? Um, I'm currently working on a new album for Stolen Jars. I know Clyde's also working on a new Lawrence album, and we're definitely going to be scoring scoring more things together uh, in the future as as uh, as you know the industry comes back. Absolutely. I'm I'm yeah. As Cody mentioned, working on a new Lawrence album. We're also working on a live album uh, for Lawrence, like comprised of some of the recordings from our last live shows before COVID postponed the rest of our tour. Yeah. And um, I'm also writing uh, the songs uh, with one of the other guys in Lawrence for the upcoming reboot of Animaniacs, which was a cartoon that hopefully a lot of people are familiar with. Um, yeah. It's been kind of a fun project because it's different than Disney in its sort of tone, but it there's some overlap. It's like a different type of family content. And it's been just fun to kind of feel the differences in writing for that versus writing for Noel. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a bunch of other random cool, cool projects on the way. 
That's awesome. And I definitely look forward to kind of seeing you guys' name on not just Disney projects, but kind of whatever projects are kind of in the future. I'll definitely be on the lookout for you guys because I really have enjoyed listening to your work and um, both your albums individually and then Noel. I'm just all came together really nicely. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, we will definitely be, Cody and I will definitely be doing a multitude of future projects within, without Disney, hopefully. That's awesome. Well, thanks guys for taking time out of your day just to kind of come and chat for a few minutes and I hope you guys have a great one. Absolutely. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed getting to hear from these two awesome composers about the making of Noel, and a big thanks to the two of them for making all of this possible. Have you whipped out any of your favorite Christmas movies this month? Send me an email at the WDWpodcast at gmail.com to tell me your story. To stay updated with all of the great things happening with the Walk This Way podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the WDWpodcast, like our page on iTunes and Spotify, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Plus, for even more exclusive interviews, movie reviews, and other Disney content, be sure to follow the Walk This Way blog at walkthisway.home.blog. As always, thanks for joining me on today's episode, and tune in next time for more Disney magic. See ya!